This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome along to In Touch. I'm Lauren Moss and there are still a few weeks to go until the 2014 season gets underway. But until then, we're previewing our Northwest Super League sides. Last week was St Helens. This week, we continue with the Witness Vikings. City Talk was given access to their pre-season camp down at the Holton Select Stadium. And between now and seven tonight, we'll hear from John Clark, Kevin Brown, Joe Meller, Stefan Marsh, new signing Danny Tickle and Reese Hanbury. I also chat to Saints legend Paul Sculthorpe and get his reaction to the news the Linkway Bridge from St Helens Town Centre to Langtree Park is being named after the late Steve. Prescott and we get the owner of Salford Red Devils Dr Marwan Kukash's thoughts on the Super League restructuring as the club sit down to discuss changes for the year and seasons to come. But first tonight, Widnes are preparing for their third year back in Super League. In their first, they finished bottom of the table with a wooden spoon. Last year was much improved, just missing out on those playoff spots in 10th place, four points away from 8th. This season, well to come, they've made some additions to the squad with Danny Tickle, Paul Johnson, Danny Galea, Liam Carberry and Kieran Butterworth. While a number of first-teamers signed new contracts, including Pat Alvan, Willie Iser and Jack Owens. Witness Vikings captain John Clark is preparing to lead the side into their third season back in the top flight and he says he's been a difficult few months behind the scenes. It's been tough, long and, and another one on a personal level. You know, I keep uh, ticking them off. It's quite, I've done quite a few now. So, um, But yeah, you know, just pre-seasons are what they are. You know, you've got to work hard, you've got to do the hard yards and uh, you've got to try and hone your skills as much as possible. So um, thoroughly enjoyed it again and um, great to see... Uh, you know, lads coming in early and uh, doing the right thing and and training for you know for a long time and a sustained time. And, um, hopefully, I think we've got through the pre-season without too many injuries as well. So, from your point of view, when did you start? Because obviously, the season obviously didn't make the playoffs, and then you got uh, October comes along, and so so when when did it start for you? Uh, yeah, so middle of October. Had a few weeks off September, and then got back into it um, October. Um, just started uh, light. I can. Unfortunately, when you get to, when you get a bit older, you can't uh, you can't leave it quite as long for the rest. So well, I find that, yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to keep ticking over. So um, yeah, come back in early. So young young boys are in tearing in. So um, it was it was a nice place to come. You know, there's quite a lot of lads at the World Cup and lads in all. So there was only a few of us in, but it was um, it was good to you know just get a real concentrated number of us and um, you know tear tear into training. So it's been enjoyable. So have you been one of the more mature ones? Or you mentioned the youngsters coming up. Who's motivating you, John? <laughs> uh, well, good question. Well, I think, you know, I think it, for them it's it's great for for them to see, you know, the likes of Kev, myself, um, some of the older players, Hep, coming in and, and coming in early when mm. perhaps, you know, well, we know we didn't need to be in. Um, so for them to see us coming in, doing hopefully doing the right things, it, you know, that spurs them on to know, you know, to do the right things. But on the other side of the coin, when you when you come in and they're they're tearing the house down from the minute <laughs> from the minute go with the youth and the tenacity that I have, it, it it pulls the younger it pulls the older fellows along the well. So you know, there's, there's a bit of both, I think, um, with that. And from that point of view, then is that then we say, well, I can do that, and you try catching up, Paul, because you've been done it, the read the book, is it? You know what you've got to do to make yourself right, rather than go like a red rag to a bull and pull a muscle out like that. Yeah, you, you've yeah. When you've when you've done a few, you sort of become a bit more experienced, and you just 
it's a it's a fine line and you know of balancing doing the doing the some training but also not overdoing it too early you know it's uh October, November is still quite a way away from the start of the season. So, mm. um, yeah, there is that there is that balance of, of just doing enough, really, but to make sure you're getting your recovery as well and, and not getting into competition, not sitting into uh, sprint races with uh, Danny Cravens <laughs> and Jack Owen. So um, you, do, you leave them to it. So from that point of view, obviously, you're doing that and there's been the, uh, obviously, Christmas break. And obviously, is it now then when the intensity steps up or, again, is, it a, is, is, is there a fine line? Yeah, we were, I was just chatting with Kev Brown the other day, and it's um, it was just the lead up to Christmas, the Christmas game, and it, I just said we said how quick that's come around, and I think looking at it, it's it's vital really that you've got a hell of a lot of work done before Christmas. Mm. You know, you get you get all your hard work done before Christmas, and then because January you've got two or three warm up games, and it's very very hard to to keep that intensity up there when you're playing games as well. So. Um, I think it's imperative you get a lot of our work done before Christmas. January then, it sort of changes tack a little that um, in terms of you, you know, you do a lot more game stuff, um, a lot more game prep. Get you just just try and put the finishing touches to stuff that you've been doing over the previous few months. So, uh, but still on the other hand, keeping your fitness up as well with bits and bobs here. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real balancing out of the whole preseason. You mentioned uh, the games coming up, the warm-up games. Obviously, you've got a, a game against Crusaders, and then no disrespect to them, I suppose. The more important intensifying one is the trip to Catalans. Uh, yeah, well, firstly, we have Crusaders. I think it's going to be. Actually, no disrespect. Yeah, no, to it's not. No, not at all. Um, but I, th- I actually think it's going to be a real tough hit out that for us. I think they've signed some decent players. Mm. You know, they've picked up a couple of ex Super League players. You know, and uh, so I think that's going to be a real good hit out for us um, for our first game. Uh, so that's, I'm looking forward to that. And then, yeah, we've got a we've got a real tough trip to Catalan. Um, go over there and uh, play them at the end of Jan, um, which is you know. Let's say with no disrespect to the Crusaders, it's sort of your benchmark game really leading into the season. You know, that uh, Super League versus Super League tie. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got a bit of work to do before then, but um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to a couple of games. So, I do assess obviously the forthcoming season. Um, you know, you've been gradual progression every year, mm. players that have come in. Yeah, I think so. I think we've strengthened as a whole. If you look at the squad as a whole, I think we've got more strength and depth than we had last year. Um, and I think that over the course of 28 rounds or whatever it's going to be. Um, that was the next question. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's vital to have a strong squad. You know, w- w- there is competition now, um, more so than last year and even more so than the year before in most of the places across the field. So uh, that, that's good. I think uh, I think a strong squad is uh, vital over the course of the season. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure with injuries and, you know, f- uh, dips in form, you end up using most of your players. We've, we've touched on what is and what isn't. I mean, nobody still knows what's going to happen, but uh, whichever way it is, there's a likelihood that there's a, the dreaded R's going to come into it. So uh, as a club and as a player and as a squad, how, 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 do, you, how do you focus sort of thing? Because there is going to be that. And I'll, I'll, I mentioned it to uh, Reese, and he said he's not even thought about it. No. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the promotion relegation for, for starters. I'm, I'm really not. Um, I, I think cutting the, cutting the league down, Team-wise, I think would strengthen it. I think um, I think the, league, the the players are too diluted over 14 teams. Bringing a promotion relegation in, I'm not sure what what that adds to it. A bit of excitement maybe at the end, but um, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big big advocate of that. Um, so what will be will be. But you say I, I'll be honest, I'm the same as Reese really. I'm not. I try not to think about it because I want this club to progress again this year. Um, and if we if we show the natural progression that we showed over the past two seasons. The playoffs has got to be our natural goal this year. You know, getting in that top eight, or you know, 
you know, around that sixth, seventh, eighth position. So that you know, that's what I've got set in my mind, and hopefully I can we can get that across to the rest of the squad. I think that everyone's pretty pretty tuned into you know we need that we need that next step and that next progression and that next natural progression is making the playoffs. So uh, we we want to be looking that way, not that way. Witness Vikings captain John Clark speaking to City Talks Steve Manning there. While Rhys Hambry's returned to camp this month after spending Christmas back home in Australia, he's been chatting to Steve about that and that earn our cricket players lost in an embarrassing Ashes series. Um, yeah, we had a quite a good winter. Um, I've only been back for a week, so had three months back in home, which was quite good to get spend uh, Christmas at home and see a bit of a sun. I thought you were going to say you'd seen a bit of the cricket as well. Uh, yeah, I did get to um, watch a few games of the cricket, which was quite good after the, the series that we had over here. And uh, before we start talking about the most important thing, obviously I'm assuming there'll be some banter, and there's already been some banter with uh, you haven't got that little earn now. Yeah, um, the boys try to play it off that they don't really care about cricket, but deep down I know it, it gets to them any time uh, Australia plays England and anything, it's got to get to get to um, a person if it loses, so... Yeah, it's been it's been good so far. Right, we'll just pretend it never happened. Well, I will be in British, but there you go. But uh, you've come in, as it were, later, even while yeah. you've been doing it at home sort of thing. So is it a case of using a bit of nose and doing it slowly getting in, though, rather than thinking they've been here six weeks, I'll prove I'm as fit as them? Well, um, being a bit older now, you, you know that you can't have too much time off. So back home I was training a fair bit, so it wasn't. I was a little bit underdone when I got back, but... I feel like I'm um, already back into full swing and just it's just good to be around the boys and training again. Yeah. And now you've obviously, we're only about, well, just under, under a month off the beginning of the season, the serious stuff starts, yeah. so uh, and now you've got the, the pre-season games coming in, I know you've got a trip over to uh, Catalan Dragons. Yeah, Catalan, and um, I think next week we've got one against the Crusaders, which will be a good hit out for us, just to just get, our, um, get our combinations right and... Uh, the France trip will be uh, another good trip for us. We can um, just build on them and then work for week one against London. I mean, I know it's only a friendly, there's no such thing as friendlies, but obviously going on the travels and obviously at times the away record wasn't all that clever, so it's to build on again and get get used to that atmosphere as such as being away from, uh, you know, your, your fort here. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, and it's something different for the boys. We've been, well, we've been training for close to, off since October now. So just a bit of a change of scenery for them would be uh, be quite good for them. And, yeah, like like you said, our waveform last year is something that we've got to improve on. And um, going to France will be a, it'll be a good uh, good little hit out for us. And rugby league wouldn't be rugby league if there was a little bit of turmoil knocking about. And at the moment, they've still not decided, uh, the governing body, what sort of structures are going to go into it. But uh, that dreaded word relegation, whatever happens, it's uh, it's going to be there. Yeah, um, well, it's, yeah. Or every team knows this. This year's going to be two teams that get relegated, and uh, I think we will be in quite uh, good shape not to be in that that fight at the bottom. But you never know, and that's why we don't have to keep on pushing every week. And obviously, apart from yourselves, obviously there's been some quality signings as well. Danny Galais uh, coming over from the Southern Hemisphere, and uh, Danny Tickle, uh, one of the homegrown players. I mean, it's quality signings rather than just signings yeah. for signing sake. Yeah, it's um. It's probably what they have. they don't just sign players just to sign, you know, get the numbers up for signing, signing players. But yeah, they brought in the two Dannys and give us good depth in the back row now, which probably we haven't had before, and um, gives us that goal kicker with Danny Tickle. So a rule because they, they they cut the two pointers. I mean, a few games last year, those two pointers 
Yeah, could be the difference between win, lose, or draw. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, one of his major attributes. So we'll be um, hoping that he can kick well for us this or yeah this year coming. And um, and with Danny Glee, he gives us a bit of um, bit of bit of defence that we've missed probably in the last couple of seasons. Witnesses Reese Hanbury's time for a quick break now on City Talk, but afterwards we'll hear more from the witness count with Joe Miller and Danny Tickle. We'll also speak to Saints legend Paul Sculthorpe and Dr. Marwan Kukash. In touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. You're with In Touch on City Talk 105.9. I'm Laura Moss and it's a special show this evening as we look ahead to the Witness Vikings season to come as we're given access to their training camp at the Select Stadium. Before the break, we heard from John Clark and Reese Hambury. Plenty more to come from Vikings players tonight. But first, this week, St Helens Council announced the Saints Weybridge is being renamed after former player Steve Prescott. Now, Steve lost his fight against a rare form of stomach cancer in November after battling against it for six years. He was 39. He raised thousands of pounds for charity, taking part in a huge host of events from marathons to cycle rides to rowing events. It was incredible what Steve did. And I caught up with Paul Sculthorpe this week. He was a very good friend of Steve's and worked with him in many of his charity ventures for the foundation. He says the renaming of the bridge is well-deserved. Oh, it's, it's fantastic news that, that, that Steve's, you know, obviously being honoured by the, the naming of the bridge, you know, linked between the, the town and the club, you know, two places that he had a, a great affinity with. And, um, you know, it's fantastic that that's been, been shown. And there's been some very warming things said about Steve, obviously, after he passed away, the flag that was flown at half-mast too. But, I mean, I think it's just showing that it's continuing and what an impact he had on the entire community and the work that he did. He did, you know. Steve had such a, an impact, as you say, on, on on everybody, not not just rugby league people, but the, the community as a whole, and and for what he did, and and you know how many people he, he's inspired with the work that he's done. Um, you know, it's great that that has been recognised, and as you say, regard to the to the foundation, I think uh, you know that is going to grow from here. You know, a lot of people seeing what Steve did, and you know, think it's so important that that, that continues. What have his family said about it, about the naming of the bridge? Uh, to be honest, I've not I've not spoken to to Lindsay or anybody uh, since I've obviously found out today. Um, but I'm sure she she'll be de- delighted, you know. And it's great to, again to see, you know, Steve recognised in in that way. And you know, I say rightly so. He's you know, he's, he's uh, you know uh, one of St Helens' favourite sons, uh, and you know, it's, it's great that it's been recognised. And you say this will sort of help the momentum and keep the momentum going with the foundation and stuff. What sort of stuff have you got coming up? Um, any any more charity events going? I know there have recently been more donations to the foundation, haven't there? Yes, yes. I think it's, uh, it's obviously since Steve's uh, Steve's passing, there's you know there's been a lot of support for the foundation, a lot of events and, and people doing it, you know, to to obviously keep Steve's work going uh, going strong and you know just announced some uh, some good events to be to be going on this year. Uh, one that's that's being announced soon is, is obviously the, uh, the the cycle ride. Uh, the Tour de France is going to do the the first two stages of that, which obviously held in Yorkshire this year. So that'll be uh, that'll be great to get people on board and and you know again continue to to raise both uh, financial rewards and uh, and awareness. Are you going to be taking part in that as well? Yes, yeah, I'm already I'm already booked in for that one. So there's uh yeah some some stuff to to look forward to and, and to train for and. You know, it's, they're always great events, and as you say, you know, you're doing uh, you're doing your bit as well for uh, 
two great causes. It's actually really emotional, I think, as well, isn't it? And we put it on our, our Twitter feed this morning and the amount of people that have retweeted that the bridge is being named after Steve, it's, it's, quite, it's quite unreal, actually. It's like the most talked about thing today from like from Liverpool as well, going out all across the Merseyside as well. And I know there's events taking place over in Hull too. I mean, it, yeah. it really is somebody that you know, well, has he, touched so many people. Yeah, he has touched so many people. You know, as I said, Steve, Steve was... You know, was so well recognised as, as a rugby league player, but what he went on to achieve for the, you know, in the, the, the last seven years of his life, uh, inspiring people, you know, who who may have the same illnesses, you know, that they, they can fight against it and they can ca- carry on and and you know and fight this thing and and he have inspired so many people and, and families um, as well as raising you know much needed money for for research into into the uh, the disease so. Yeah, he's, he's touched a lot of people, you know, but he always did it with a smile on his face, and and that's that's the thing about him. He was, he was a great, great fellow, great character, and uh, you know, a lovable bloke. It's Paul Sculthorpe. So turning our attention back to the Witness Vikings now, they kick off their pre-season against London Broncos in just under a month's time. And they will come up against one of their former players straight away. Scott Moores joined the London side after being released from his contract with the North Queensland Cowboys. Now, he'd signed a two-year deal at the NRL club but made just six first-grade appearances for them. And London have actually been really busy this week signing a number of new players apart from Scott after they got the go-ahead with the ground share with Barnets. They've signed Denny Solomon. Mona, George Griffin and Tongan fullback Nasaisi Matatonga. After finishing 10th last season, Joe Mellert says Widnes know they can go better this year and challenge for those playoff spots. Coaches are drilling it into us that we've just got to focus on ourselves and look after ourselves and we want that top eight this year and I think that, that's achievable for us. And obviously the, the recruitment's gone well and over the uh, new, new signings gelling into uh, yeah. the squad. Yeah, I think I think we bought well. I think we've got the right people in, and they've got the right mentality, and they know where we want to go, and we want to finish high as we can. Obviously, there was a pre-season game earlier on, but it was a, a mixture, so to speak. No disrespect, but uh, again, the players that were coming through from that just show what the promise is and the potential is in that to witness. Yeah, definitely. That we had a really young side out against Warrington. I saw today, but we have got a lot of kids coming through, here and it's good for us. And. Hopefully they can get some game time this year. And again, in relation to the pre-season, obviously you've done the stuff, as it were, uh, pre-Christmas, but I suppose now the intensity goes up and uh, the friendlies, obviously, are going to be a little bit more intense for put the moves together. Yeah, it is, but like before Christmas, it's a lot of fitness. And the fitness uh, seems to drop off now after Christmas and we start looking at the moves and, and the games and looking who we're playing against in the friendlies and start looking forward to the season. And how important is this pre-season? Uh, I mean, you know, if you're injured, you're catching up, but if not, is this when it really matters, getting it right? Yeah, it is. Like, in training, that's when you get it wrong, and that's how you put it right. And I think the, the pre-season games, I think that helps you, the new lads coming in and helps you get your moves back together and puts you in the right step towards the season. Well, let's hear from one of Witness's new signings now. Danny Tickle has crossed back over the M62 from Hull. The goal kick has notched up more than 2,000 points in his career and he's told Steve Manning that playing at a club closer to his hometown of Wigan was a big factor when he chose to sign. I've settled in real well. I've been made real welcome from all the staff, um, all the backroom staff and, and obviously the players. So, you know, it couldn't be much better for a, for a good start at a new club. Why did you choose Witness when you made the decision, Danny? Well, obviously, I was I was I was aware. Um, you know, my previous contract what I signed at all was a three-year contract, and um, 
there was a bit of speculation at, or, at, the, at the time that we, with me trying to get back over this way at Lancashire um, with my family over here. So I've done a bit of commuting over over the years. And it's a fair trek, isn't it? If, uh, even from St Helens, it's a 250-mile round trip, so I'm not sure where you were going from. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good two-hour drive. Um, I weren't doing it every Every week, it's sometimes at weekends, you know, bringing the kids over to Hull, um, staying over in Wigan. So, um, obviously, I, I loved, I loved the time, I loved my time at Hull. I had a wonderful seven years there, and um, got some great memories. But um, it was, it was always going to happen. Me, me coming back over this way, and me, with me being at, at, at just turned 30 now at my age, um, you know, I've not got many years left in front of me, and I thought it was a perfect opportunity if a club came in. Um, and offered me a contract over this way, then you know I'd, I'd definitely be interested. And you know I was, I was real thankful and and um, grateful to that witness gave, gave me this opportunity. We're going to take another quick break now on City Talk, but afterwards we'll hear from Kevin Brown and Stefan Marsh on the Witness Vikings pre-season preview of In Touch. In Touch, In Touch on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back. It's In Search City Talks Rugby League Hour. I'm Laura Moss and this week our very own Steve Manning was given access to the Witness Vikings pre-season training camp. We're going to hear from Kevin Brown in a short while, but first... It's been a big week for the 14 Super League clubs and the RFL. They've been meeting to discuss the changes for the upcoming season and what's to come after that. It has been decided promotion and relegation will return in place of the franchising system. And there's a debate over whether there should be 14 or 12 or just 10 teams in the top flight and about how the league should be split with some clubs not happy with the idea of having three leagues of eight and so on. Some clubs also want a greater share of the £26 million they get of broadcasting rights. So there's going to be another meeting at Langtree Park tomorrow evening. Salford owner Dr Marwan Kukash is very outspoken about this and he's criticised the running of the game at the moment. He says something must be done to make sure we can catch up with Australia's NRL. Obviously things are not working now because had they been working, you wouldn't have 12 teams out of the 14 in financial difficulty. So not enough money coming in. We don't have a major sponsor, and the sports need to be promoted better. Super League needs to have a greater control of its own destiny. It's our sport. It's my money that I'm putting in, right? I need to have a greater say on how the sport is run. You know, we have the, the talent here, but we need to make the sport more popular in, in order to attract more people to the game not just to watch it, but to play it as well. When you look at the NRL, they have a salary cap that's about three, four times more than us. So they will always have the best talent. Marwan Kukash and the other meeting with the clubs will take place tomorrow night. So returning now to Witness Vikings, Stefan Marsh caught up with Steve this week after training at the Select Stadium. He says they're reaping the benefits of playing on the consistent eye pitch. Other teams might not get a chance to train with the weather and stuff, but we've got the, the eye pitch outside, we can train in it every day. And like you said, even if the weather is really bad, coming inside and we've got facilities here at Witness that are great and we're all really fit and big and strong and ready to go for the season. And you've talked about the new signings, obviously some impressive signings, and it's yeah. a statement of intent. I mean, the club haven't gone up, they haven't gone overboard where they're going to be, you know, with some mm. of the clubs in Super League where they've got mm. problems. It's still that gradual process, isn't it? But we're signing quality players. Yeah, well... Since I've been here, we've just been building every year and get, getting better and better. And this year's been no different. We've signed Tix, who's been a quality player, and uh, Paul Johnson and Danny Galea from Australia. And 
We've just been building again and hopefully this year we're going to build again and make the top eight, which is a big goal for us. And I think this year we can do that with the signs that we've made. I mean, you've said that without me asking, so you're not worried what's going to happen when they decide what sort of league, no. what's going on, you look into being positive. You know, yeah. on, well, always and always on improving every year. Definitely, I think that's what you've got to be like anyway. You've got to try and achieve success and keep building. And I think, like I said this year, we've, we've made some great signings and we've trained really hard, harder than we have, we've ever done. And I think it's a great chance that we can this year make the top eight. Because the potential's there, isn't it? And the crowd potential's there. And, and on this ground, mm. it generates a great atmosphere, doesn't it? Definitely, the fans. The fans here are great. You can, even in some of the away games last year, there was more business fans than there was home fans, and we really appreciate that. We can see that, and it lifts us even more. But we just want to get out there and show what we can do now. All the pre-seasons coming to an end, and we're training really hard. We're all just desperate to play. Because I know you fo- you focus on this year and not what's gone on because that's mm. gone and such. Yeah. But I suppose from a player point of view, you, you could always say, and I know Dennis a few times, you know, what might have been when you were in great positions, and it mm. just you just let it slide or. You know, you you could have been even higher, yeah. couldn't you? Well, that was it last year. There was a few games where a bounce of the ball didn't go our way, and or a few games by a couple of points. But we we know that we know what a good team we are. And we just want to try and learn from the mistakes where we could have got the wins in the end. And this year, hopefully, we can turn them our way. It's in touch on City Talk 105.9. Well, let's hear now from witness favourite Kevin Brown. Last season was his first with the Vikings, but he frustratingly spent a bit of time on the sidelines with an ankle injury. He's told in touch coming back into pre-season early will hopefully stand him in good stead. It was unfortunate how it probably did all the hard stuff and the easy stuff came along with me in the games, you know, and um, I got injured, so it's... Uh, you know, I'm glad that behind me. You know, and you know, I'm happy the way I finished the the season, and um, hopefully I can you know build on that kind of form towards the back end at the start. And you know, we've got through some really tough work. Um, you know, the pre-season's hard. It's long days. It's dark days. It's um, you know, it's cold, and a lot of people don't see the rewards. You don't you don't see the rewards for a couple of months. So um, you know, it's sometimes you can get stuck in a bit of a rut but this year has been really good you know we've had a lot of bodies in which has, has really helped and you know the young lads keep you fresh as well so um, you know as a squad we're looking pretty good and, and there's a lot of numbers which is is something that's not always the case. You've talked about the companies is that working with, with Joe of what, what you want to try and do and what, what Dennis wants to achieve this season you know the standard with that you play? Yeah um, you know it, it took a little bit you know not not just me getting used to the, the way Dennis wanted the team to play but uh, the way the way I played, you know, and the lads getting used to me as well, and you know, I think we we got a good balance, you know, between me, you know, skipper uh, Clarkey and and Joe and the fullback uh, Reese. I think we had a, a real good combination, and you know, and, and attacking wise, we was we was tearing most teams apart, and you know, I think a lot of coaches would have give us a lot of respect in our attack and defensively, although we we probably got 200 points better than we were the year before, we were still not great mm-hmm. and we're still miles off where we want to be and hopefully we, if we can have that sort of same improvement this year as um, as last we'll, we'll, we'll go pretty close this year You've talked about that spine and that's what it's all about isn't it really, I mean I know it still takes 13 and, and the substitutes but it is that, that spine that if that's working, normally it should work right yeah, obviously you need a good pack and, um, you know, the spine will work off the back of that and, you know, it, it works hand in hand, but every good team has a has a good, you know, seven, six, nine and one and, 
and every good team has a good pack and you know we've we're getting very close to um, where we want to get to now and, and that's got to be the playoffs and you know and if we do improve on last year and as individuals and as a team and you know the only way is the playoffs because we was really really close um, to make I think we was two wins off making them anyway so um, you know I'm confident we can do it um, you know it's important we get off to a good start and um, fingers crossed we can stay away from injuries. You, you've mentioned it obviously last year and I know that's gone on that but uh, you know you mentioned a couple of wins away and I suppose you could say well you, you know what might have happened you know because a few close defeats which could have gone either way wasn't there? Yeah I think I spoke about it in a different um, we just spoke about it with Clarkie at the end of the season. You know, the, it was really weird because a lot of the games we was expected to win, mm. we didn't win. A lot of the games we wasn't expected to win, we won. And um, I think the the challenge for us now as players is, witness haven't really been expected to win in the Super League for a while now, and and, and this year's going to be, you know, one of them seasons where we're expected to beat certain teams, and we've got to make sure we perform when when the pressure's on and expect, uh, expectation does add a little bit more pressure but we've just got to do our job and, and be professional and make sure we, we knock them you know, knock them two points off and, and then if we can you know, beat a few teams who we're not supposed to then that's when you start climbing right up the table. And then you mentioned obviously the span, you mentioned the pack and uh, obviously Dennis has recruited well. Um, obviously amongst the players that have come in is Danny, Danny Galea and, and the other Danny, Danny Tickle who you probably know from uh, your early Wigan days and uh, they give you that valuable experience that drive and go forward and I suppose with Danny I don't know who's going to be doing the kicking the goals but if he's going to be kicking them uh, without putting a kiss of death on him he doesn't miss many does he? No he doesn't and it's it's pretty good that we've we've not just got one kicker you know uh, we've got Jack Owens waiting if, if Danny's you know got a niggle or anything Jack's pretty um, complete kicker as well and, and he doesn't miss many either so um, but, you know, we, we spoke about the players that we've, we've signed, like Danny Glear and Danny Tickle. There's also a couple, you know, who, who have probably sneaked under the radar a little bit. Who, uh, who, That's why we're trying to be tactful yeah, and not diss anybody. Who, who, who probably would, um, you know, don't get mentioned too often, but probably are going to be just as important because they work hard. And, you know, um, Paul Johnson, who's come from Mull, he's a fantastic player. I, I didn't realise how good he was until... Um, I've seen him close up every day. And a young lad from, from Wigan, Liam Carberry, he, he's mm. really looked good. Um, you know his progression has probably been blocked a little bit. You know with, you know Mickey McLaurin and, and Logan Tompkins, but he's um, he's a fantastic player. And you know I've been really surprised that you know we've picked up such a good player there. And um, I think the the big thing different for me this time last year is the depth we've got now. Uh, we've probably got 26 players who could stake a claim at you know putting their hand up for that jersey on on round one. Whereas last year it, the 13 pretty much picked itself. Uh, and there was probably six players fighting for a subs bench, but we've got a lot of depth now. And when we did get injuries last year, we were scratching around for a team. Where this year, we'll, we'll hopefully we don't get injuries, but if we do, we'll be a lot more suited for um, you know to to cope with that kind of stress on the squad. Kevin Brown speaking to Steve Manning. Well, that's the end of our Witness Vikings pre-season preview. If you missed any of tonight's show, you can listen again to the podcast, which will be available online from tomorrow morning on citytalk.fm and you can get it from iTunes as well. Thanks for your company tonight and the new show will return for good on the 6th of February on Thursday from 6 o'clock, like always, before the new season gets underway. This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve. Steve Manning, City Talk 105.9.